I was gonna say when you said the Kobe to my Shaq, I was like, dude, Donald, what does that mean, dude? Does that mean like one of you are gonna split up and you're gonna go win two titles and Alex is gonna be <laughs> is Donald carrying you or what? Thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of the West Box Score. We take a look at sports on the west side of the country, inside and outside of the box score. Here to break down some of the latest news going on in the sports world is my co-host, co-pilot, co-captain, the Kobe to my shack, my good brother, Donald Paz. What's up, Donald? Yo, what up, Alex? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Just getting ready to get the show started. We have a very special guest. He's famously known on the Fox Crate podcast. I'm very excited to have him, but we couldn't get him. We couldn't get Primo Rick, so we had to deal with Sonny and Mono. Sonny and Mono, what is up, dude? Oh, Fern. What up, man? Ah, oh, man, I'm already going to turn this thing off. Forget it. Already out the gate already. coming in hot, man. Already, dude. Dang. I was going to say. Fully loaded. What's I was going to say when you said the Kobe to my Shaq, I was like, dude, Donald, what does that mean, dude? Does that mean like one of you are going to split up and you're going to go win two titles and Alex is going to be... Well, look, at I said the Donald Kobe to my Shaq because I'm what? Shaq in this analogy here because I'm lazy, <laughs> but Donald's got all the skill. He's the Kobe of oh, this okay. duo. So you're so the Chicharito fully... to his Vela. <laughs> on, hmm. on El Three. Is that, on is that what you're Okay, about to say, because they're not on the same no, they're, they're team on the, in, the, in the MLS. They're Former teammates, teammates right? You're, you're the chicharito to his vela. Let's make that. We're getting started quickly on this one. Right? Man. Already out, out the, the gate, gate already. dude. So yeah. just so you know, why we have... Um, Sonny Amanda on the podcast. He's a great sports fan as well. He hosts a great podcast, the Fox Crate Podcast, which is all vinyl music. It's um, how would you describe your podcast? Oh man, it's a it's a podcast that's for the music enthusiast. Um, we happen to cater to the vinyl collector, or the vinyl head, or the crate diggers. Uh, but really, it's just for any music fan, man. I mean, we just it's something that my cousin and I had in common. You know, we collect wax, but we just like to give our, you know, we like to talk a little bit of shit sometimes. Not that we talk shit about anything specific, but we like to address the culture and exactly. uh, give our two cents. Just like what you two are doing here, man. I'm uh, exact same podcast is exact same type yeah. of podcast, except for instead of sports, it's music. And it's exactly. great for any music fan. You yeah, don't have I, to be a, a crate digger, as you said. You just be a music fan. And you, I love the way you give your best songs of uh, on your mo- on season one finale. You yeah. give your best songs of that were released. Yeah, I, uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Exactly, exactly. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love. Um, we're trying to do our our thing. Season two has been a little bit uh, hit or miss, just with with <laughs> the state of the state of the world these days. But, that is um, true. Just like the sports world is right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But um but we're still trying to do our thing and I'm and you know, like I said, I'm I'm proud and I'm happy of what you guys are, are getting off the ground here and just happy to be mm. on the show, man. Thank you, man. That means a lot, dude. Thanks for taking the time out to sit and talk with us here. We really appreciate it. Of so course, you're going to regret you it later, though. Don't worry. After we're <laughs> we done with might, this. We might. <laughs> As you can tell already out the gate, there's already allegiances that we don't fall on the same right. page on. Right. But we do agree overall that we're big sports fans. So that's always a, a nice common denominator with everything about sports, fandom as a whole, that we may not like the same teams or the same players, but... Uh, we all come together uh, for an overall love of sport. So uh, with that said, uh, Sonny and Mano, first question out the gate. How long have you lived in L.A.? Oh, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a native Angelino, dude. I'm, I've been nice. born and raised. dude. I was born in Bellflower and uh, 
not too not too far from where we are right now at the moment i guess i mean i i guess i, I was i guess you could say i was the uh I was the galaxy before the galaxy because I claim I'm from LA, but technically I was born in Bellflower. So, you know. <laughs> so, right yeah. at the game, we got to say this right away because you're not allowing us to get to the point that you are a LAFC supporter. LA, that is you are an You are an LAFC supporter. 3252-310-562, all that whole spiel. That's, that's all, right. All of them, right? That right. That's right. Scarves up. I forgot my scarf <laughs> at home or else I'd uh, I'd have it right here. Too bad there's not a video element to, to your show yet. But uh, Not yet. Not yet. Soon enough. But, yeah. And you know, yeah. Donald and I are both Gs. So that's right. That's we right. support LA Galaxy. I feel you. ACB, LA yeah. Riot Squad. Yeah. What is it? What's, Victoria what's their... Block. They're the, uh, the, what is it? The Carson Galaxy of LA adjacent, of, <laughs> uh, brought to you by Herbalife. What is it? <laughs> hey, I, uh, I used my code hey, Chicha to get 30% off that Herbalife, and it's already working. That's it's it. already working. I have tons of energy for this podcast now. <laughs> I heard, I heard that episode, man. Shout out to the two of you for calling out your own. Um, we, we, we have to, we have to keep it real here. I That's, appreciate that. That was sure. just bizarre. Bizarre. I appreciate but that. So you're weird. an LAFC fan from way back of a whole two years ago. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am I am a I'm an LAFC supporter. I am a season ticket holder. Uh have been since actually since before day one, right? So technically tickets went on sale. The pre-sale. Uh, yeah, they, they technically went on sale two two years before we even kicked the ball. You know, so pre-sale code Vela, right? Exactly. Well, no, it was before we even knew Vela was gonna be on the team. That's, like see, that, it, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. In, all, in all honesty, that is awesome that you could claim allegiance to a team that that hasn't even been, has no history, but you you are already going with what the idea of a team is going to be, which is what LAFC is, right? It's the idea of this Absolutely. team, the whole motto of this is what we're going to be. We have no quote-unquote history. Gal- Galaxy fans will insult you guys and call you guys Chivas 2.0. Do you agree? Why? What's your defense to that? that well, listen, the, listen. LAFC is Chivas 2.0. Listen, to give you a little bit of backstory, um, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a new soccer fan. I, yes, I'm a I'm a new LAFC fan, if, if that's a thing, obviously, because it's a new franchise-ish. But uh, it was definitely a gamble. When I when I put that investment down, you know, mm-hmm. I remember I remember talking to my wife at the time and being like, first of all, I always wanted to be a part of like I always wanted to be a season ticket holder of like of a team, right? right. Um, although, and I'm sure we'll get into this in a bit. The only team that was going to be worth it for me to do so here in LA was going to be the Lakers because that's the only mm-hmm. other LA team aside from the Kings. But unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not a big hockey enthusiast. I'll, I'll follow mm-hmm. the Kings, but I don't follow the rest of the sport like that. Um, so for me, it was like the Lakers, right? But how expensive was that going to be, right? To try to get in and, and imagine what that waiting right. list is like. So yeah. here came this opportunity for the the basically my first love, it being football, soccer, uh, yeah. to kind of get in from the ground up um, and kind of buy in. And the, and the reason why I say it was a gamble is because I didn't know if it was going to be Chivas 2.0. I was banking right. on, it wouldn't be, you know, I, I was banking that they were going to learn yeah. their lessons um, because had it been Chivas 2.0, I wouldn't have put the investment down. Right. Um, but they were saying all the right things. They were, they were marketing the right way. And, they sold me, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down, I'm in. Um, 
And you know what? I, it's a it's a decision that I I'm glad I I made now looking back on it. Not just from a not just from a, a, a entrepreneurial standpoint, just because of ticket of resale and stuff like that. But <laughs> as a fan of the sport, you know, it's like uh, my wife and I we still talk about it now. You know, with pandemic hitting and, and it affecting mm-hmm. jobs and whatnot. It was like, we were trying to prepare. We were like, okay, where are we going to have to cut, you know, in our budget? Right. And like, we looked at that and we we're like, okay, we're not touching that. Like, wow. That, okay. That, that's impressive, yeah, dude. That's something that we want to keep on or hang on to as long as we can. So long as they do right by us. Um, and, and, you know, Donald, I've spoken to you privately about some of the inner dealings of, of what it's been <laughs> yeah. like with, with them. Uh, yeah. during this pandemic. But um, so long as they do right by us, I mean, it's something that I'd love to pass down for generations, you know? So, well, what are some of those inner dealings? Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the, okay, so if you're, if you're going to make me put my own squad on blast, and Please, because we, we did the same with Chicha, so. Yeah, in the name of, in the name, I mean, that's like low-hanging fruit though, right? <laughs> I mean, to attack somebody who's not really performing Why like you got to make short jokes about Chicha? <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the problem was that prior to the pandemic, I uh, couldn't get a hold of my rep, you know. And since right. I started, the the whole rep thing, I think I've had like three different reps since I first signed up. So, mm. um, you know, it was frustrating at the time. This was pre-pandemic. And then the pandemic right. hit. And de- damn, dude, if you thought I couldn't get a hold of somebody before the pandemic, you know, they put me straight on voicemail option, like every time I would call. And, you know, mm. I was I was being polite. I would send out a couple right. of emails. I just wanted to know what the status was. Obviously, I knew that soccer had been paused, um, that we weren't mm-hmm. going to be going into any games anytime soon. So I just wanted to know, hey, what were our options? What are they thinking? Um, well, I didn't even want to a- take action right away, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but that's any. I feel like they were feeling the crunch of it, of a lot of offices being right. short staffed, and they just couldn't get to you to answer questions. I mean, I, I haven't reached out to my Galaxy rep because I have a Galaxy Mini plan. I'm not. I can't do season tickets like yourself. All yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. is the mini plans. I've done mini plans for uh, the LA Kings as well. And okay. And those are always very. They're always very accommodating. Uh, AEG. Right. It's always very common because they they owned by both the LA Kings and the LA Galaxy, um, so it's just it seems like a staffing issue there in that in that sense. But it's not. I mean, the frustrating part though was that I was still getting billed monthly. Mm. That I've, had they paused it on their own, and they had not gotten back to anybody. Hey, it's all gravy. I you guys will get back to me when you can. Mm-hmm. No worries. No harm. No foul. Right. But right. You know, it was one of those things like, how do you know that I haven't lost my job or that exactly. my wife hasn't lost her job? You know, right. and it's like, you, for, so for you to just recklessly, I think, keep, and, and, and I say this because it seems as though this ha- has happened across the board, not just LAFC season ticket holders, but exactly. other sports franchises. It was like, whoa, you guys got to act quick here and, and be responsible or else there's um, people that are going to come after you. And and you're gonna do damage to the brand that you've worked so hard to to, to build up, you know. Um, so luckily, though, um, after a few more attempts, I gave it a break, and even a f- few more attempts after that, I was able to finally get a hold. And they, you know, they were very cooperative, um, and they 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 made it right. It was right around the time that they that they announced the uh, the MLS is back tournament. Um, so then I was like, oh, wait, let me call them. This is now that I know what they're doing with my money. <laughs> let me, uh, <laughs> let me uh, get them, try they, them back they on the, the phone. book flights to Orlando. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, 
Other than just that, so you know, though, the LA Galaxy sent out an email right as the pandemic started, saying they're not going to bill any LA, uh, LA Galaxy season ticket holders. Oh, okay. I thought I thought March, they were going to say. Uh, I thought they were going to say just just so you know, now that the pandemic started, we can no longer afford to pay you to come to the games to oh, fill out really? our stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no, they you know, emailed. Free tickets um, are off the board, guys. <laughs> They emailed uh, Chicha's Venmo, just pay him directly, because <laughs> that's who we're paying anyway. Yeah, how's that investment um, working out for you guys? Fantastic. <laughs> Two games in, zero goals. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I'll, I got to ask you this, since, so, save money's not an issue, yeah. um, and accessibility's not an issue. If you could only be a season ticket holder to one LA team, who would it be? It's the Lakers, man. It's nice. uh, it's the it's the, the only pr- right answer, by the way. Yeah, it's it's the Lakers all day, every day. It's just the um, I mean, they're not for lack of criticism with their sometimes mishandling of of the squad or the organization. Um, what seems like it seemed like ten years since the last time we made the playoffs and what was going to be this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they they it's the prestige, it's the. The stadium is dope, you know. Um, I I have been a lifelong Laker fan, so for me, it's just like that's that's the goal. That's still the goal, you know. The goal yeah. is still to get become a, an LA LA Lakers season ticket holder. So I know this is your interview, but I'm going to pose that question over to Donald now. Money not being an issue, yeah. Accessibility not being an issue. Who is your team, uh, LA sports team, that you'd want to be season ticket holder to? Ooh, that's a good one. Um. I would have to go with the Lakers as well, uh, mm. just because that has been the best experience I've had. I think in terms of atmosphere, I think uh, second best experience I've had was probably LA Kings, um, just because that intro when they come in and just the build up and the music and everything, like the culture of it is really cool. Like you do, like for people that kind of knock in, um, hockey, um, like you have to go to a game to yeah. really like fully understand the culture and to really get into it because it, it really sucks you in when you're in it so that that has been the second best experience the lakers for sure the first like i mean talking about energy you feel it when a team's doing well um and that's yeah those two i've been to dodger games as well but baseball is kind of like it's baseball like it's cool like you if you really enjoy it and you understand baseball like i would say this and this is me talking like from the casual fan perspective because i know like i could watch a baseball game i could go to dodger stadium and really enjoy a game and really understand what's happening and understand the pitch understand the counts and understand all these little nuances um that most people kind of like you know it 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 just goes over their head and i know in a weird way i do get why the dodgers had to build like that bar area um, I forgot the name <laughs> of it, but they built like a bar area where I know people just go and just hang out. They're yeah, not really like there center, to watch the center field, right? Yeah, and it's like it's near the entrance, center field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. not center field, but it's like right, right center. It's like right, right where yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop- exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. on the the pavilion is where yeah, I've exactly. sat in, and um, yeah, it's yeah, and I can I can tell like it's like you just are here because you want to say you came to the game, but you're really here to like hang out and like be social, right. um. But yeah, so obviously the atmosphere is just kind of a little different with the Dodger game. It's a little bit more mellow. Um, yeah, but for sure, I think the Lakers has the best atmosphere, just the most energy. You feel it. It just it gets electric. It's crazy. I went to the Clippers game uh, this past this season as well to check it out. And 
the Clippers were killing. I forgot who they were what playing. What did they you were lose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were killing the other team. I forgot what team it was. I went to go see it, and you could just, I just felt the fans were just like, almost like they were non, like they just, it's like, dude, you, you realize your team's winning right now. Like they're killing it, you know? And Montrose Heller was having a game, and I'm like, and like the whole crowd just looked like they were just, you know, stagnant. Like, Almost like they were shocked that it happened, which I've heard it can happen sometimes with like the Angels and the uh, and the Ducks kind of get that There's kind of vibe. There's another LA team. There's another LA team. I can't put my name on them, uh, but it has a weak crowd. <sighs> Malicey, fallacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look at I will. I will say this to Donald's point about weak crowds in Orange County. I've seen that when I go to Kings Ducks games out there. When I go to Dodgers Angels games out there. The Orange County fans do not care, and I, I don't mean that to bash them because LA fans get that rap too. When opposing teams, especially from the East, come over here and they're so loud and vibrant, they're like, "Oh, these LA fans are aren't being loud the way we are." It's just we're kind of more relaxed out here, right? I don't know if it's the weather, but yeah. a lot of times we don't get super loud. I guess unless you're at the uh, the bank or whatever one, yeah. and they pay you to, to yell for ninety minutes, then I guess that's oh, fine. Okay. You can wait, yell wait, wait, wait! Time out! Time out! Time <laughs> out! Wait, 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 wait! Let's try what? First of all, first of all, I will say because as Donald was waxing poetic, and I agreed with everything that he was saying about <laughs> Staples Center for a second, like I. I had to like wake up because I was like, oh shit, is he talking about the bank or Staples Center? Because everything he was saying, everything he was saying. And first of all, let me ask you this, Donald. Have you been to a game at the bank yet? I have not. I'll talk okay. to the, I would love to visit the bank just for the sake okay. of kind of saying like um, I was there and kind of can feel how it is. Um, yeah. Because seeing Kings, Clippers, and Lakers in the same venue, correct? kind of feeling it out. I've been to Chargers games as well, but Chargers are just kind of mellow because it's like, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's like a, it kind of feels like a startup, you know, right, um, right. for as much as I love the Chargers, I do understand where they're at and it's a startup. But I do, I am looking forward to the SoFi Stadium experience and seeing how different that's going to be. But yeah, definitely the Bank of California, kind of like on the to-do list of like just seeing it's, how that vibe is. Listen, let me give you, it's a slightly biased, but it's, it's the un-Alex opinion of, 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 the sh- of this, okay? <laughs> because... I can tell you again, as a soccer fan, right? I've 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 had the privilege and and the opportunity to attend a number of soccer games in my life at the Rose Bowl, at at the Home Depot, Carson Center. What I forget what it's called, but <laughs> today whatever it's called it is the Dignity today. Health Sports Park. Yeah, Dignity yes. Health. Thank you. I've I've attended matches there. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to attend a Clásico in in Madrid. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to, you know, the different environments. I just, the only thing that's lacking is Germany. Um, I haven't been to a game at the Bundesliga. I would love to go. But the experience at the bank is unrivaled um, in this country um, for, 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 soccer, for a soccer game that's not featuring a national team. Mm. For, for an ML, okay. MLS franchise. Um, I've been to Seattle Sounders game. That's the next best thing I can, I can compare it to where the vibe was just nonstop and not like it's not violent in any ways. It's not, it's not like how, you know, because I can talk to the angel crowd a little bit. I, I come from the unique standpoint of being a Seattle Mariners fan. So quite the, unique. So I've actually been to quite a few angels games in my life because of course the Mariners being in the same division, that's one of my, the only chances I get to see them on a regular basis every year when they come to town to Anaheim. So 
I know that stadium and I know that crowd very well that you guys are talking about. But um, f- going back to the bank, I de- it's definitely something as a soccer fan, Donald, that I, I I'm going to bring you to a game with me because <laughs> because and I don't sit in the three thirty two fifty two. You know, um, no disrespect to them. I love the, it's like one of those things like it's dope from afar. <laughs> like, but if you're there to watch the game and pay attention to the X's and O's, you know, and see what's going on, um, hell no, I don't want to be a part of the 3252. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not it's there work, to just, man. yeah, exactly. It's work I'm to not be there in the supporter just... groups, man. Exactly. Yeah. Like, actually, now that, now that you brought up the Rose Bowl, um, the other thing I did go see a couple years ago, like maybe like three years, two years ago, maybe two, two, two three seasons ago was a USC versus Texas yeah. at the Coliseum, which was really cool to USC probably number three on that list if i had to rank them from like lakers kings usc football um that's a really cool experience just seeing the whole thing come alive but then again that's college sports college sports is the way it is i'm sure if i went to the rose bowl for a ucla game it'd be the same experience too so Yeah, yeah the um yeah, absolutely. The college, the collegiate experience anywhere you go, I feel like. And even then you get like Southerners that laugh at us, right? Like they'll be like, yeah. that's not a football game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, back to, to the bank and, and and that real quick, just to put a bow on that. Like it, it really is just unbiased, like next to the Lakers and maybe right there with them. Like the vibe that you get just from being at that game for 90 minutes, it's it's great. You know, I, I can't speak as the anti-supporter you know i don't know what it's like coming in not being a fan of that team but let's just say you were neutral and you were just because i've taken a few friends of mine who aren't really into soccer like that like they're trying to get into it but i knew by bringing them to the to a game there they would start to appreciate and they would get an itch for oh this is what soccer can be yeah like i was saying uh with alex uh i spoke to him with about this in private maybe we might have said on the pod I know recently, but I know that, you know, with the experience that I've seen on TV with LAFC and the 3252 and just like everything, especially during the Trafico games, which is like crazy to see like how worldwide that's become. I was listening to uh, Bleacher Report's um, football ranking podcast, and this was months ago. This was like last season when Zlatan was still here. And they asked the dude, and these are like two English guys, I believe, that host the show for Bleacher Report. And they tell them, like, what's the best? Because they're doing rankings and they're like, best soccer experience, like best soccer rivalry experience. And they said, oh, the the El the Trafico, they said. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm listening That's to crazy. this like, while walking my dog thinking like yeah. these dudes in England are like, yo, like this is the must watch match right now around the world in, in world in world association football, yep. not just like Europe. And it's crazy. But um, going back to what I was telling with Al- talking to Alex about like, I think with what LAFC had done, it definitely woke up the galaxy because it, it definitely we wouldn't be having the Victoria block and all this other stuff that I think the galaxy started realizing. Oh shoot! Because that's been happening since like with the Sounders and their supporter group exactly. Atlanta. Portland. What Atlanta did was huge, like mm-hmm. seventy thousand at that final match yep. for the for the MLS Cup. Like yep. it, it, I think the galaxy kind of always saw that as like okay, whatever. But then when LAFC did it, it was like oh damn! Like we need to like start making moves, you know? Yeah, which I think ultimately is great for the game itself. And I know we'll get into this on a future episode, hopefully, as as the tournament nears. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that 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 experience just undoubtedly it's it's one of the best sports experiences you can you can get, even if you're a new fan to soccer. Um I can I can attest to that. So 
Well, that's the best thing overall for the sport, to grow the sport here in, in the U.S. Because, there, let's be honest, L.A. Is, is one of the markets that's starting to grow a little bit more than more so throughout the country. And we're going to have it big here, but we won't have it big necessarily in other parts like like Ohio. Yet yeah, that's still going to be all Buckeye football. That's not going to be foot. Um, that's all American football. That's right. not the actual sport, world sport of football yet. So you hope with that in bigger markets like LA and hopefully New York with the Red Bulls and NYCFC that that just continues to grow the overall sport as right. a whole. And that's why when when you say Donald that somebody from from England can say point to El Tráfico as being being a big deal. And it's it takes two. It takes both uh, the LA Galaxy and LAFC to build that product. And that's why, as much as I, I bash LAFC for being, you know, a marketing propaganda, and, and I make that joke, but it's also a great thing overall that it brings eyes to the sport. Right. And obviously, it wouldn't be as big if there wasn't this antagonist of Zlatan on the Galaxy. And now, hopefully, Chicha could actually perform on the pitch and actually get get, get some goals and hopefully get, uh, have good games against LAFC when we finally see it happen in the MLS's back tournament that, that continues to build the momentum and the popularity of it, of it Trafico. Absolutely. I think, I think, like you said, it brings eyes to the sport, but, but also equally as important, it brings the eyes of other players to the sport, to the league, to the league, you know, where they're like, hey, yeah. maybe, maybe I do want to go play over there. Maybe it's like that atmosphere seems dope. You know, they do want to retire over here. <laughs> if, if you want to yeah. play for the Galaxy, sure. That's. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. But if you want to win supporter shields, you could go play at LAFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Donald. You said. No, nah, yeah. I, have a, I have a question for both of you. Um, you know, kind of piggybacking on what you were saying about like, you know, changing kind of like the way the league's being looked at. Would you prefer this be seen as a retirement league or as a farming kind of like a farming system because it feels like it's going to fall into one or the two and it's been more known as a retirement league but like you said like they are starting to get talent that's kind of being more sought after you saw Alfonso Davies go from the Whitecaps to Bayern and now Bayern they got the title and he was a big part of that um and then like you know you're seeing a lot of these players get developed and I'm kind of just wanted to want uh, you know wanted to ask that to you guys like what would you guys prefer the MLS be like five to ten years from now uh, it's it's got to be a farming farming league, thousand percent. It's it's the same thing that I've urged, and at one point it was uh, Liga Emekis to be. Um, they've kind of gotten away from that more recently, but for a while there, at its at its peak, when they were producing like the the best stars of their league, it's because they were selling those players. I mean, don't get me into the politics of the selling and how they run their league there, but but they were still selling players to English Premier Leagues, you know, and yeah. or, or, I'm sorry, to in English Premier teams mm-hmm. and or Bundesliga teams or teams that were playing in Holland, you know, and then those t- those players would go on to to do well over there, you know, yeah. and, I, and I think the MLS needs needs that same infrastructure. Um, you don't want to have a retirement league. If you have one or two players, that sure, fine. If it's if they're exceptions to the rules, like the Ronaldos and the Messis, fine. How do you say no, you know, to to players like that of that stature? Um, one of the reasons why Liga Mekis blew up when it did was because Pele came, you know, um, over and and 
while Pelé came to play in the World Cup, you know, that was held in Mexico, and then there were there were other players that would come and of known stature from other countries that would come to want to play in Liga MX. You know, um, MLS, I feel like already has lived some of that same experience. Now it's time yeah. to move past that and grow past that. Well, it, I feel like it has to be a combination of the two. It needs to be both a feeder system and a bit of a retirement league, a retirement, you know, seen as a retirement league because you need the feeder system to have the actual talent on the field to actually have the good quality of play. Like young players, like I'll, I'll point two out uh, for the Galaxy, Pavon and um, Ifra Alvarez, who are both young up-and-coming players who both want to get to Europe and they see the MLS as their way of getting there. And then you also have Chicha who is pretty much see that's who we started this off with as seeing it as a retirement league because it he's a big name that you have to have both you have to have young players who are going to play skillfully and get eyes and like well you want the big name players to watch to tune in to right like oh yeah you got to watch this game because it's vela versus uh chicha and then once you start watching that game as a casual fan you'll see the quality of the of the football is actually really good but these younger feeder these younger quote-unquote feeder players who yeah. are going to put put out a good performance so it has to be a combination of the two it's all about the mls finding that nice happy medium to have the right amount of young players but a couple a few big names to get you to tune in to watch as a casual yeah. fan yeah a couple of veterans i think uh, I, I i just thought of that now that you mentioned that too that the veterans do help in the marketing because i mean who who, who do these teams put when they put out their like flyers and their brochures it's right. it's the superstar guy and the superstar star guy tends to be the veteran guy that you know probably just came from europe you know from a, a from a better club that's just here to like kind of you know kick it for a while and hopefully win a cup and all that so yeah that makes sense there has to be a, a balance i guess if you're trying to grow the league as a league you have to ask yourself who do you what what section of your fan base do you want to grow more do you want to add more fans to soccer or do you want to add more fans of your league because those are two different bases you know if you want to add more fans to soccer then that's when you pull the big names that they might have heard through a occasional four-year world cup where they're like oh yeah i remember that guy um now i'm kind of familiar with him oh now he plays for the local now he plays for kansas city now he plays for you know whomever it may be in the mls that's one way. But if you want to build it for the soccer fans that you already have in this country, then you need to build your own players through your own farm systems, through your own you know minor league systems, however you want to call them, mm -hmm. development leagues, basically. Um, so that but when they get- But how has the LAFC built? They built that exact model the way we're talking about. They built with Vela as their star player and then a nice feeder system of Rossi yeah, and but Vela, all those players. Yeah, but Vela was still at an age- that he, I wouldn't, he was still technically in his prime. Right. But so, he's that name though. If they no, 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 yeah, picked yeah. up a big name player. like But that, it's not retirement. It's not retirement. No, though. of course it's not and, retirement. In that example, that's why I think, that's why I think LAFC did it the, the right way, quote unquote, the mm -hmm. right way. Because right. they, their player that they built around was somebody who not only had all the name power, but <laughs> was technically still in his prime when he came to the league. You know, well, yeah, so they they have to be good though too. That's true. Like, I mean, but I guess, uh, yeah, that makes sense too. Because I think, like, yeah, with Vela, I feel like um, he's here, and I, I kind of don't see him leaving. You know, right. 
whereas you got I mean, like he tried. someone he tried <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember um well when lafc had a uh walker zimmerman young kid great defender i thought he was great and um i could see walker zimmerman probably eventually going to some european club yeah you know sure yeah that Maybe. one hurt <laughs> that no one he hurt. was really good i, I remember because mm-hmm. he's part of the national team as well so Obviously, when they're a national team, it's it's also like you, I follow them closely. But he was really good, and he's young, right? He's like 23 or something like that. He's really young. Yeah. He's still got like years in him, and I think he's going to be one of those guys that might get picked up by some maybe a Spanish league or maybe Bundesliga. Most of these national uh, U.S. guys go to the Bundesliga. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of see Then That was a healthy balance. And I guess, like, like you said, LAFC did it right by getting a guy that, was it not just the name, but also performed, you know, Correct. he got all the goals and there was a big, you know, back and forth between him and Zlatan in terms of like who was going to make the most goals. And those kind of stories matter. Whereas like, I think another guy that came in too that kind of came and went was um, Wayne Rooney, um, right. mm-hmm. which was a fun story, right? Like that was fun to see him come in and kind of basically run circles around the MLS and kind of be like, yeah, I, of course I'm better than you guys. And but that, but that's what hurts the league because Wayne Rooney came in as an old man. You know yeah. what I mean? And and if if he's running circles around your league, that that's a wake up call to your league. Yeah. To be like, dude, how do, how do these old guys keep coming over here? Zlatan, I feel like Zlatan was the exception. He was lightning in a bottle. You know, world class talent. Um, so even for his age, right? Although we're seeing it now, you know, he he senses still trying to go back to Europe, and I don't think it's gonna happen again for him anymore like that. Yeah, I don't but, think he did much over there in AC Milan right now. So yeah, but I think him coming to LA and the league, you know, again, that's where I say he's kind of one of the exceptions, right? Like, but Wayne Rooney is more still some of the medium. It, it was like you know Andrea Pirlo coming to to NYFC. Yeah. NYCFC, it was like, uh, yeah, I get it, but he's too old already, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So that's what I mean by the league has to be careful with the exception, who they des- designate as the exception to the yeah. rule. Um, the the great thing about LAFC is they, who did they partner Vela with? They partnered him with Diego Rossi, who's mm-hmm. young as hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. Of, of a different country of origin, you know? So it's like... That's the model that I think most MLS teams should be following. It's like get that brand name superstar or superstar adjacent and and support him with somebody who can be that superstar in six years. You know? Yeah. And that's one thing as we could say as LA Galaxy supporters here, that we don't we don't necessarily like some of the the quote-unquote marketing that uh, LAFC throws our way with some things. But one thing, as we could agree on as, as football fans, that they do put out a good product on the field. And that's one thing that you have to be able to acknowledge unbiasedly by by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So we'll get deeper into the MLS is back tournament <laughs> yeah, with sure. you next week if you were so gracious enough I'd to accept to. our invitation to come back. Yes. But b- when we wrap this up, I got one last question to ask you. And you tell me, either in person first answer in person and then on television your your favorite la sports moment la sports moment um okay well man again i only i only follow the lakers i mean i watch all la teams of course being born and raised here i've been to plenty of dodger games plenty of angel games i'm familiar with all the history and and, and whatnot but because i'm a fan of the lakers and and the keens to a certain extent um 
I'm not going to count LAFC because it's too soon. Although some of those for, like first that first playoff win was was dope, you know. Um long supporters. overdue. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's that I could think of that I went to in person, I went to game 1 Shit, I can't believe it's 10 years ago now of the 2010 NBA Finals, Lakers versus Celtics. Nice. Uh, nosebleed, nosebleed section. <laughs> Don't matter, you were in there. But I was in the building, man, and it was like revenge. It was just crazy to 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 be able to witness and be a part of like the history of Celtics Lakers. Um and then and we got the dub that day. And I just remember feeling like I remember my homie hit me up like the day before. He was like, yo, I have somebody who's selling tickets like $200 more than what face value was. I think face value for nosebleed at the time was like 200 bucks. So it was like 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And I just, at the time, my, my now wife, she was my girlfriend. I was like, uh, YOLO. (laughs) Yeah. I was the same back in 2010. So it was like, um, nice dude. Yeah. And, and and we went dude. And I remember I had all like the introduction, the player introductions. I was hyped. It was like, it's payback. We got to win this one back to back championship. Fuck the Celtics. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kobe being my favorite player, it was just, it was just, uh, a great experience. And and the fact that we got the W and then ultimately went on to win the series. Cause I think had we lost the series, it would have been like, it was dope to be there, but damn, we lost the, we lost the finals, but knowing that it resulted in what has since been our last ring, was yeah, like, oh, right. dope! I'm so glad I was I was there for that, you know. Um, so awesome. I'd say that I say that was probably my my most cherished LA experience. That's an awesome experience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Lakers. I I've only been to one Laker game, and that was a preseason game against the Clippers. But Kobe did play, and it's not, I could imagine that's not the same atmosphere for a regular season game or even an NBA Finals game. Like that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I've um. I've been lucky enough to follow the team too on a couple road trips. So I, I've seen the Lakers like another, cause I'm always curious, you know, I'm always curious. Like mm-hmm. what, what would it be like? You see on TV, the Lakers get a lot of love from like whatever stadium they go to. So I, I got yeah. curious and I saw them. It was like a great sports weekend. I saw the Lakers at Golden State on a Friday night. This was pre, I think this might've been Steph Curry's rookie season even. So before mm-hmm. they were good. Um, <laughs> and, and then that Sunday I went to the Niners Niners Detroit Lions game or something like that at, at Candlestick at the time. Dang. So it was back like it was like heaven, dude. Because <laughs> the Niners <laughs> won that weekend and the Lakers had won that Friday night. But then to hear all like the the fans that repped the Lakers in the Bay, it was it was dope. E. So something I recommend. Nice, very nice. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, we're gonna um, hopefully Sunny and Mono will come back with us next week if we can't get Primo Rick to finally come through. <laughs> so we'll have to settle for the second best host on the Fox Crate podcast. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this thing to the West Box Score. I'm Alex Gonzalez. That's Donna Pause over there. Late. Later. Peace. <laughs>